Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. Philippine shares staged a last-minute jump even as the Wuhan coronavirus continues to spook investors in the region. But as Michelle Long tells us, the main index still notched its third weekly loss. Philippine shares finished flat, failing to sustain the post-GDP momentum. Just like most Asian markets, the local bourse was under pressure as investors continued to weigh on the economic impact of the Wuhan coronavirus. Uh, risks or fear of foreign selling, they, they come, they go. Uh, the important thing is that fundamentals have been improving through time. Uh, you mentioned profits or earnings of companies. Uh, this has been trending uh, higher and higher in the last uh, few years. Um, uh, so much so that the trailing valuation of the local stock market has come off from as high as uh, 21 times, I believe, when we received investment grade in 2013. Uh, now we find the trailing uh, price earnings ratio at uh, 16 and a half times which is really uh, not justified. For the day, the index gained seven points to close at 76.23. Until the 7.9 is uh, broken, I don't think we can, we can say that the, the, the trend has changed. We're still in sideways, sideways, sideways since the whole of last year. Um, hopefully with the entry of the new year, uh, maybe fortunes will change. In corporate stories, PhilWeb hit ceiling price amid confirmation it's looking to turn profitable this year and is in talks with what it describes as the world's biggest offshore gaming operator to boost its e-games business. Looking ahead, the next big domestic catalyst we're waiting for would be January inflation numbers and the Philippine Central Bank's first policy meeting for this year happening on the first week of February. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The Philippine Health Department asserts there are still no confirmed cases of the new coronavirus in the country. Health Undersecretary Eric Domingo says they are currently monitoring a 36-year-old male who arrived in Tacloban City from Wuhan, while a 5-year-old boy in Cebu who came from the central Chinese city remains to be a probable case. The child had tested positive for a nonspecific coronavirus, prompting authorities to send his specimen to Australia to identify which strain he carried. Results are expected to be released by Tuesday. Meanwhile, more than 300 Chinese nationals who arrived in Calibo this week via chartered flights from Wuhan are set to be flown back home over the next few days. The Philippine Civil Aeronautics Board says they are scheduled to head home after completing their travel itinerary. It adds none of the visitors have shown symptoms of infection. The development comes a day after the Philippines ordered the suspension of flights to and from the Chinese city of Wuhan, where the new coronavirus first emerged. We gave the order yesterday for them to uh, suspend all their flights, but uh, we, we gave a leeway for them to um, repatriate the passengers that were flown in uh, tomorrow and on the 27th. There are two flights remaining. The, fly, the, the, the visitors that flew in two days ago 
are to be repatriated on the 27th. Mm. And uh, right now they are under the watchful eyes of the Department of Health. And so far, there is no indication that any of the passengers are infected with um, any kind of virus or are they exhibiting any fever or symptoms. Mm. Our condition is that the return flight, of course, would not have any passengers anymore. It's a ferry flight going to Wuhan, and they will be flying back empty. As for Tourism Chief Bernadette Romulo Puyat, she expects the coronavirus scare to affect the country's tourism sector, but she insists safety is the government's top priority. Philippine inflation stood at 2.5% for the full year 2019, its lowest level in three years. That's as the headline figure eased to 1.6% in the last quarter of the year. But the Philippine Central Bank believes inflation will pick up this year and next year and will likely settle close to the midpoint of the government's 2 to 4% target range, despite pressures from global oil prices. Monetary authorities say the latest economic data will be considered during the next policy meeting on February 6th. The Philippine Central Bank staying calm amid growing worries over the high-profile review of business contracts in the country. Bruce Rodriguez tells us more. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte has been on a roll in giving out stern and most of the time expletive-ridden warnings against what he calls the country's oligarchs. At one point, he even threatened to kill, quote, crazy rich people in the Philippines for supposedly ripping off the public. Amid these tirades, various government agencies led by the Justice Department have already initiated reviews on contracts with business groups. That's why Mr. Duterte's spokesman Salvador Panelo has assured investors they need not worry about the review as government only seeks to protect national interests. The National Economic and Development Authority also gave its assurance government is aware of the delicate balancing act it must pull off with the review of the private sector deals. Though the agency admits authorities should consider what economists say that the review may deter investments and even undermine the country's credit rating. But Philippine central bankers not too worried. Central Bank Deputy Governor Francisco Daquila Jr. says it's still too early to say whether these issues will impact investments. Maraming positibo naman sa ating uh, ekonomiya na makakapagsuporta sa investment dito at actually ang uh, aming projection ay magkakaroon ng uh, recovery ng foreign uh, investment ngayong taon nito. The review and the tirades of the president have already led to billions in dollars of market value wiped out from the companies at the receiving end of the rhetoric. However, most of the country's big business groups have remained silent over the issue. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. Now, a new report from the International Labor Organization shows global income inequality could be higher than previous estimates. The ILO's World Employment and Social Outlook report examines how labor markets are working in over 180 countries. It says while labor income inequality at the global level has declined over the past 15 years as a result of economic convergence driven by countries such as India and China, inequality within countries stagnated over the same period. As a result, the ILO says more than 630 million workers worldwide still live in poverty. In the past years, actually, we have seen a decrease in unemployment rates. 
And what we predict is actually that unemployment rates um, roughly will stay constant, but still uh, many million of workers also in the Philippines uh, actually do not make it uh, out of poverty, despite actually having a job and uh, going to work uh, each and every day. Inequality is actually much higher than uh, we had uh, previously known, because we have basically worked on a new database, um, having the data on labor income distribution globally. And what we find is actually that the bottom 20% actually needs to work 11 years to make what actually the top 20% makes within one year. And of course, that is kind of a staggering finding. And if you focus actually on lower income countries only, um, the bottom 20% actually needs to work for 26 years to make what the top 20% makes within one year. And that's, of course, very uh, worrisome. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.